Welcome to episode number 15. Today, we're going to be talking about the top three reasons that you can really start to dive into to figure out why you're having a hard time keeping a tidy house. I know what a chore it is, a random sock here, a marble under the couch, a hair tie, and all of the bobby pins, which can I tell you that I have a bobby pin dish that says let's get lost together because bobby pins somehow have this magical way of standing themselves up and migrating to every possible corner of the house. I don't even know how that happens. I'm the only one that wears bobby pins. It's got to be me, right? I don't know. You guys, this stuff is insane. It's everywhere. I've got two girls that are capable of moving things around the house at all times. And the two-year-old, sometimes I don't even know how things end up where. And now she's obsessed with my shoes. She goes into my closet, she gets my shoes out, and she wears them, which bless her little soul, because for the longest time she couldn't walk. And so now I'm like, girl, walk your heart out, walk in whatever shoes you want to walk in, because mom's just so happy you're walking. But by the end of the morning block, I have six pairs of shoes all over the house. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And Actually, I had a motherhood productivity session, a one-on-one meeting with a mom not that long ago. And one of her biggest frustrations was that she always felt like a bomb was going off in her house. And it's for real, like stuff just somehow manages to multiply and finds itself in nooks and crannies. And then you can't find your car keys and you can't find your wallet and you can't find your credit card and you can't find the remotes and you can't find the lunch bag and you can't find the favorite water bottle. And no, I don't want that bow. I want my other bow. No, where's the Elsa bow? Not that Elsa bow, but where's the other Elsa bow? And it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So today, we're going to talk about how I manage that. It, it happens. I still have to manage it. There's no magic trick or pill or even a cleaner. Like this is not an episode on how to keep your house clean. This is an episode on how to keep your house tidy. And there are not people that you can pay to come and tidy up your house. There's people you can pay to clean your house, but you have to keep it tidy. So today is going to be awesome. By the end of this episode, you are going to be able to get your house tidy and keep it that way. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. You know, it's funny, this episode comes to you from a mom that doesn't have the greatest track record of keeping a tidy house. You guys probably know me well enough now to know that I am a one on the Enneagram. I've been labeled as a type A all my life, just like militant, all these negative words associated with me. And I have just learned to embrace it and know that there are pros and cons of every personality type. And 
yeah, one of the cons of my personality type is that I can become way too intense and rigid when I'm stressed because structure makes me feel comfortable. So if I'm feeling uncomfortable, I want structure. But when it comes to living in a home, I'm comfortable here. And so Yes, I have systems in place and everything in my house has a home, but I am not super rigid about making sure that my bobby pins aren't on my nightstand and that they're put away and that my towel after I get done using it in the bath isn't on the floor and it's hung up in the bathroom. And when my husband and I got married and he moved in, he was so perplexed. He was like, I do not understand how you can have a conniption fit that the forks and spoons and knives are not organized in the drawer, but you will legit like leave your socks on the bedroom floor. (laughs) And so I have learned over the years how to keep a tidy house for him. Like he really likes things to be put away. And I do too. I really do love to keep a tidy house. But for me, I'm not like super crazy about it like I am other parts of my personality, right? So I had the opportunity to really sit and look at what was it that was making it hard for me to keep a tidy house. And let's just face the facts. Having children is what makes it hard to keep a tidy house, (laughs) But like all things, when we have children, we have to take responsibility for everything that they are. And we have to take responsibility for the professional breadcrumb trail makers that they are. I swear to you, right? Like it doesn't matter where they've been, you can see it. And we have to teach them if we don't want them to grow up and live like slobs. And we want to not have to just run around and pick up stuff all day long. If we don't want a house like that, we need to teach them to be tidy. And I think oftentimes moms are so afraid of like I had a mom tell me one time that I was stifling my children's creativity because I wasn't allowing them to just like dump everything out and play and I'm like no I'm super creative and I could see that my daughter was being super creative at the time when I only had one and I just felt very very strongly about making sure that she learned how to pick up after herself and that was something that I was really trying to learn how to do and We need to be able to teach our kids what that looks like. And today in this episode, I'm going to make sure that I give you the three reasons that I see happening over and over again in other moms' lives and that I used to see in my life that keep you from having a tidy house. And here's the really cool note. If you hang on until the very end of this episode, you are going to get to hear me throw in my hack to keeping my own personal house, like how I actually do this every single day. I'm going to talk about that too, not just the tips, but what I'm doing every single day with my kiddos. I'm going to throw that in at the very end. But before we dive in there, I want to make sure that it is very clear that we're talking about how to keep your house tidy and not how to keep your house clean. So when somebody says, oh, my house is such a mess. Well, what does that mean? Is your house dirty? Or is it messy? There's a big difference between having your baseboards covered in dirt and your showers and your toilets dirty and your dishes not cleaned and your countertops have crumbs and everything in your house is 
dirty, right? It hasn't actually been sanitized or clean versus being really good at cleaning your house, but always having random things laying all over the place. And there will be another episode for cleaning your house. But today we are just focusing on the tidy aspect of it. So keeping things picked up, are things organized, making sure that everything has a purpose and a place for it to live inside of your home and making sure that it gets put back there when it's done being used. I know it's been a minute since I have mentioned to you how incredibly stoked I get when I get a review for this podcast and I want to ask you, will you please stop what you're doing right now, hit pause and go leave me a review for this podcast It means so much to me. It means that other viewers, when they open it up and they're vetting whether or not they should listen to the show, they can take it seriously because other moms buy into it too and they find it very beneficial for them. So if this podcast is benefiting you, which I know that it is, please, please, please take five minutes, not even, it could even take you three minutes and go and leave me a written review. Okay, so let's just jump right in. The first reason that you are not keeping a tidy house is because you have too much stuff. You guys know that I talk about this all the time. I'm so super obsessed and in love with Marie Kondo and just minimizing and living in a, in a minimalist approach. And you don't have to be that extreme. Like, you don't. My business coach and mentor, Stephanie Gass, she just read her book and literally like, went crazy through her whole house and just started getting rid of like everything. And it's so fun. If you guys ever pick up Marie Kondo's book, you will know that feeling when it hits you, when you just like get the itch to declutter and you just, you, you, you get addicted. You have to, you have to experience it if you haven't ever. And then with the changing of the seasons, it hits me over and over and over again. But really, if you are looking around your house every day, and I know when we've been bringing too much into our house and haven't been taking enough back out of our house because it starts to get like that. And now is a great time to be looking around. Have you gotten rid of all of the things that your kids used to play with but don't play with anymore because they got new stuff at Christmas time and or did they just get way too much for Christmas and way too much for Christmas the year before and birthdays and if you guys are really big and into things but you're overwhelmed with a cluttered house start getting rid of stuff pick one room in your house and just start getting rid of stuff make a pile of things to keep that you use every single week, make a pile of things that you absolutely know you do not need and you're going to give it to Goodwill, make a pile of maybes, like you don't know if you can part with it, but you haven't really used it in a long time, and then make a pile of stuff that goes in the garbage because no one would want it, you just haven't gotten rid of it, and just start dumping things into one of those four piles and get rid of stuff, just absolutely get rid of it. This way, You're not constantly trying to keep items picked up that serve no purpose in your house. Also, when you have too many things in your house, you don't have space for the items in your home that you actually love, for the toys that your children love. 
to live in. There's no space on the shelf for them. So things get trampled on. Things get disrespected. It is my true, true belief that the items in our home should be things that we respect. Do you guys know how incredibly blessed we are to have a tapestry of woven clothing of every different make and type of thread and fabric that a manufacturer could make like my closet that I'm sitting in right now like I can just reach up and I can touch them like I have this gray cotton like long sleeved and then I have this other one that's kind of like an old grandma sweater like microfiber ish and then I have a canvas type like trench coat and I have a satin jacket it's like you guys We are so blessed to have these things and without the space for them to breathe and to really soak up how much we love them, we just start disrespecting them. That's when things get messy. And I know this is so hippie, but just read a little bit of Marie Kondo, you guys. (laughs) Everything in your house should bring you joy. And it is a true blessing that we have, like that I have this entire wall of shoes, you know, And when you start to have too many things, you start to lose the utter joy and gratitude for the purpose that the shoe actually serves in your life. And I know from driving through my downtown and seeing streets and streets of people in pop-up tents, just homeless people, how much they would love to be able to have a home, let alone a closet full of clothes and We just, we take for granted all of the things that we have. And when you start to reduce and simplify and look at all of the items that you have in a space for the, for the sake of them bringing you joy and not just to have them because you need more things, it begins to change the way that you see the purpose behind items in your home. And when you have that much gratitude and you believe in the purpose of every item in your home, you take care of it and you put it away. You put it away with intention. You use it with intention. You have respect. And that, if you don't have that in your life, and that sounds like, whoa, never heard of that before, start thinking about it. This could be a huge, huge tipping point for you being able to keep a tidy house. All right, let's go into reason number two. The second reason that you may not be able to keep a tidy home is because you're not picking up as you go. And if you have too much stuff, right, this is reason one builds on reason two, which then will build on reason three. If you have too many things, it's way too hard to pick up as you go because it's overwhelming, right? If your kids have so many toys It's impossible to pick up as you go because who has that amount of time to pick up all those toys? Like I just read in a Facebook group the other day that this mom was literally ready to lose her mind and she showed a picture of her daughter's bedroom and the dollhouse and everything that was in the dollhouse was everywhere and all of the organizing cubes had the the square buckets pulled out of them with all of the toys dumped half out and only four of the eight cubes actually had the buckets in them and they're just with stuff everywhere and she was like I made my husband take my kids and 
go so I could clean up. And I was so proud of that mom for taking the liberty to do that. But she literally put that she was angry cleaning. And I don't want you guys to be angry cleaning. I don't want you to be so frustrated because you have to try and tackle the aftermath of a volcano every single day. So get your stuff under control and then pick up as you go. So when you're picking up as you go, this was the biggest tip that I had for the mom that I coached in a motherhood productivity session is know what time you need to end an activity. And if lunch every day for your kids starts at 12 o'clock, then that means at 1150 or 1145, you're done with that activity because now for the next 15 minutes, you're transitioning. Transition looks like we need to clean up. Hey, okay, we're going to have lunch now. Everybody, let's clean up. And you start cleaning up. And you need to do that for you too. If you need to be out the door at 8 o'clock, guess what time you need to be done putting on your makeup and getting dressed for the day? 745. So you have time to let your curling iron cool down. You can wrap it up. You can put it away. You can put your makeup away. You can clean off your vanity. You can put your clothes back. (laughs) This is like my biggest problem right here is I would change outfits so many times. I'm not as bad as I used to be now that I've gotten rid of so many clothes. But you know, it's like I will change my outfit three times. And then guess what happens to the clothes that I tried on and I'm not wearing? They just get left there. You have to have that transition time so that you put those clothes back up. That is how you keep a tidy house. And in that time frame, especially with your kiddos, if you're home with your kids, when it's transition time, you don't just pick up the one activity that you're doing. If they're in the living room and they're playing, then that's when you grab the random thing from underneath the couch and you get the remotes and you put the remotes away and you put away other random items not just the specific items that they were using in that activity. Obviously, you guys, if you're doing any kind of like structured activity or any one specific thing like cooking or your kids are doing a craft project, that you can't just leave that out when you're done, right? Like you have to know what time you have to be done so you have enough times to put all of the tape and the scissors and the glue and the cotton balls and the q-tips and the toilet paper tubes and the tissue paper and the construction paper and the beads and the rhinestones like you have to get all that stuff up off the floor and bless you if you allowed glitter in that equation because I do not well sometimes I do with my oldest but not my youngest right like you have to have time to put that stuff away so that it's done and it's taken care of and that way then the the, the craft crap (laughs) that you had out is not just sitting there on the kitchen table for the next five days or two weeks or until you decide to use it again and then it just becomes this eyesore and this thing that frustrates you and makes you not want to do an activity ever again right high five to that because we have all been there I will tell you that my biggest thing is the paint brushes and I wash them out and I leave them sit there and they don't ever get put away. I'm pretty sure I still have a paintbrush sitting on my dry rack in my kitchen. (laughs) Uh, That's my one activity. I love to paint with the girls and they love to paint too. And I get everything cleaned up and put back, but then it's like the paintbrushes. I've already gone and put everything away, but my paintbrushes weren't dry. So you know what? I should probably just start drying them with a paper towel and put them away right away. Guys, I just look at that. I just figured that out. I'm going to do that now. That was reason number two. You have to pick up as you go. You cannot wait until the end of the day to tidy up your house. You have to do it in small increments and pick up as you go. So 
The third reason that you aren't keeping a tidy house is because you are not specifically building in the time to do it. So I hinted at this in reason number two, but I really want to dive into it right now. Being able to build in time to keep a tidy house requires a framework for your day. And every single mom that comes to me and I work with them, that is inevitably what I help them do is I help them build a framework for their very, very, very unique life. And this is what is so important, whether or not you are a stay-at-home mom, you're a working mom, you're a single mom, whatever that looks like, you have lives to take care of yourself and others. And you need to have a framework. And your house is part of what you're taking care of. And we have to build in time to do that. One of my favorite things that I have learned from having my girls in a Montessori education and applying the Montessori philosophy here to our house is leaving the environment better than the way that you found it. My daughter, whenever she goes to school, every time she goes to do an activity, it's just part of their day. She has to roll out her mat. She sets up her activity. And when she's done with it, before she can move on to another one, she has to put her activity back exactly how she found it, even better than how she found it. If one of her classmates didn't put back the manipulatives in the order that they're supposed to go in. She is supposed to put them back better than the way that she found it. And then she rolls up her mat and then she can go to the next one. And I think we're so busy in our own lives that we don't take the time to make sure that we're doing that. And I know for me, making sure that I build time in every single day between one activity and the next, it's been really hard, historically speaking, because I have so many things that I want to do. But then I just get frustrated because I don't I can't keep a tidy house. You know, it takes constant attention and energy to pick up after myself and two other kids, my husband picks up after himself like a champ. It's ridiculous. But getting him to help me pick up after the girls, sometimes he's like, well, what's all this random stuff laying around? And I'm like, well, that's not mine. That's not mine. That's not mine. That's not mine. Oh, here, this one thing is mine. Let me go put that away. And so us trying to find some kind of groove to what it looks like to pick up after other kids, it it takes communication, right? But the one thing that he and I both have to learn and what I want you guys to take away from this is that it's super important to build in time to every portion of your day so that you can pick up before you move into the next thing. In the morning, you make sure that you have built in time to clean up everything that you got out to make breakfast and you got out to pack lunches before you get in the car and you leave. Because guess what happens when you come home? It's all going to be there, you guys. The mess is still going to be there. Same thing after dinner. Like I build in time after dinner to clean up so that when I put my kids to bed when I and I come downstairs, the mess isn't there. And it's it's a work in progress. We don't do it all the time because we're learning to to create new habits. And and when you have small children, you're exhausted and you don't want to be disciplined and all you want to do is sit down. You just want to turn on the TV. You just don't want to clean up the kitchen after dinner, but you know what? You have to. If you want to keep a tidy house, you need to know that you need 15 minutes after dinner 
in the kitchen. And you, if you're too tired to do that at 8 o'clock, then you need to be done with dinner at 7.30. For us, we're done with dinner by 5.30, sometimes 6 o'clock, somewhere in there. Because I don't, I don't want to clean after my kids go to bed. I want a clean house so that my mind and my heart and me and my husband can rest and relax. So I told you that if you stuck around to the very, very end that I would mention how I keep my house tidy. And you guys know I am not superwoman. <laughs> Let's just start there. But I do make sure that my reason one, two, and three that I gave you today are done as often as possible like on a daily basis around here. I do think that the biggest reason that my house is tidy most of the time is because I don't try and do it alone. So call this a fourth reason or a little tip or just insight into my own life and how I go about doing things. But I really involve my husband. I encourage him to learn where the Shopkins shoes go and the LOL doll brushes and which door Bailey's socks go into and which headband is hers and which headbands are Frankie's. And I know that he's not going to be as rehearsed in it as me, but I don't just assume 100% of the responsibility myself. I think that that is something that a lot of moms are afraid to do. I genuinely want to share my life and my home and my kids with my husband. And I really never, ever underestimate his ability to be a killer teammate just because he's a dad, just because he's a dude or a guy or, oh, well, that's just the way men are. I think that we were both designed to raise our kids and he has things that he does well and so do I but that doesn't just mean that I have to assume responsibility for always being the one to pick up after everything does he put more hours in at work yeah he does do we both put in an extreme amount of energy and passion into our businesses and to our jobs and to our kids yeah and we share a lot of the responsibilities around the house And I'm here to support him in what that looks like, but I don't ever, and he doesn't expect me to do it all on my own. And I can't. I can't do it all on my own. I'm working. I take care of nearly all of the scheduling. Like, we're both just giving everything that we can every single day, and I need help keeping (laughs) all of the things for all of the humans picked up and put away. Really, I involve my kids, you guys. They get to decide where they want things to go in their bedroom and they get to choose if they want to keep something by respecting it and keeping it put away or if they want to donate it to children that are less fortunate and have to buy used toys from Goodwill if they continue to show that they can't care for it and keep it in its home. They know that that is the expectation. You want to keep these things, you respect them and how we respect our items is that we place them away neatly and gently in their home in our bedroom. We don't just haphazardly shove clothes into a drawer. If you don't know how to fold it, you put it on the end of your bed and you say, mom, I need help folding this. You don't just shove it behind your clothes hamper or shove it in a nook and a cranny in the closet, which I'm saying that because it happens, right? You know, my daughter's seven and 
I tell her to pick up the room, pick up her room and I come in and I open her closet door and I find things shoved in there. It's normal. It's fine. But I want to teach her what respect looks like. And that's, that's part of it. I think it's just so important to remember that the culture of motherhood doesn't have to look any certain specific way. It used to, to the point that it didn't matter who was being loved or hurt in the process. But now we get to decide what motherhood looks like. And you are allowed to make decisions that's that support a happy and whole you, right? Like you get to be happy and you get to be whole and you get to decide what that looks like. You're allowed to get rid of toys. Your kids don't have to have all of the brand new things for every holiday. You're allowed to slow down enough every single day to allow time to clean up in between activities. Yeah, you're allowed to do life that slow. You don't have to do all the things. You're allowed to focus on what's meaningful and important to you, like keeping a tidy home. You are allowed to be the CEO of Tiny Humans Incorporated, right? You have permission to sit down and create a schedule so that you can keep a tidy house. Changing the culture of motherhood has never been so meaningful to me in all my life, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you hang out with me on this podcast, that I get to speak life and love into the mothers that you are and to the mothers that you want to become. I hope that this podcast was meaningful to you, as meaningful as it was to me. And if it was, come over, hang out with me on Instagram, send me a DM. I'd love to get to know you and your motherhood journey better. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.